Okay, uh, um, yesterday we had a day called Gedolim Day, and uh, today Gedolim Day continues as uh, we're very fortunate uh, to, and grateful to welcome Hagon Rav Yonason Sachs Shlita Roshiva of uh, Lambda College Men of Beis Medrash Talmud uh, this, this morning to, uh, to our Beis Medrash. Uh, for anyone who's ever heard of Sachs, I often tell Talmudin that I don't think anyone, anyone who hasn't been exposed to Sachs and hears a shear from him, I don't think anyone's reaction is, oh, that was nice. It's, it's always like, I, I've never heard anything like that in my life. It's always something that, you know, and it's just such a mechaye for all of us to uh, be able to set high standards in Limana Torah and that we should all uh, strive for that level of fluency in whatever it is that we learn. And uh, the Divrei Torah themselves are valuable, and the Tzura of what a Talmud Chachem can look like and ought to look like is also very, very inspiring. And uh, we're so very grateful to have Rashivi here with us this morning. <coughs> Thank you very much, Rav Leibowitz. It's always a pleasure to, to be here. You're exposed to uh, a tremendous, tremendous opportunity to learn from Leibowitz, to follow his example. I urge you, I urge you to take uh, advantage of every, of every second. The summer is going to go by very, very quickly. So take advantage of every, of every opportunity. I was told when I was asked yesterday to come that typically this is uh, a partial slot. And Ralibowitz mentioned to me as we were walking up that you're learning Maseches Rosh Hashanah, and, uh, finishing the third parak, starting the fourth parak. So let me try to uh, tie that in as well. The very beginning of Parshas Matos deals with Hafarin Hataras Nedarim. And even though many of the aspects are somewhat technical, but there's certain Yisodos that we certainly, certainly derive. The Torah mentions a certain progression. You have a younger girl that makes a neder, and the father is Mayfair that neder. And then the Torah tells us a step two, where a neder is made, and there's a joint hafara. The father does so together with the husband. And then there is a final step where the slis hafara is only that which is done through the bow. So those three halachos simply as follows, that when you have a younger girl who is unmarried, in such a case the father, of course, has the schisafar. Then the Torah tells us, im hayosi yalish, all of a sudden marriage occurs, then there is ishutfis. And ultimately, then the husband is made for neder. What's the difference between two as opposed to three? So this is a very important <coughs> definition as well. Originally the Torah tells us, Im You know what hayosihiyah means? Havaya. Havaya is kedushin, kedushin. That's the first stage of ishus. That is kedushin. That is erisin. But as you know, there's a second step of ishus. That's called nisuin. How exactly would you define erisin? <coughs> well, the opening Mishnah Masechus kedushin tells us kesef shtar biya. That is the kinyan. The Kinyan of Ishus. The woman is married, she's an Ashus Ish, but at that point in time, she is still considered to be the Vesavia. She is not yet in the house of her husband, rather, she resides with her father, with her typical family. And, and therefore, that is Aristan, an Ashus Ish, but she is Beves Ha'av. All of a sudden, there's a transition, and that is Nisuin. Nisuin means that she's an Ashus Ish, but now she's considered to be Bebes. How about? 
And, and that's why the Torah doesn't use the term of im hayosiyeh, but rather im beis isha nadara. Beis isha is not a reference to erisin. <clears throat> that is a reference to nisuin. Uh, anybody learning uh, Dafyom? I think they just finished Meseches uh, Yuma, but the Gemara discusses the need for the Kohen Gadol to be married. No, the Chipper Vadovad Beso, Beso Zu Ishto, a Sugyan Yuman Daf Yud Gimel. Is it enough to have Erisin? Beso means Nisuin. Nisuin indeed is necessary. So that is an Isha Nisua. That's what flourish in the Apostle. Hayosie is considered to be Erisin. Beisi Shanadar is considered to be that which is Nisuin. Rashi writes this in Kedushan Andaf Yudamad Beis. Rashi writes that you know that if the husband is a Kohen, there's a certain schus that she will have even to partake of certain Matnos Kohuna. So Rashi points out that there are two psukim. There's a Pasuk in Parshas Emor, there's a Pasuk in Parshas Korach. When it comes to Parshas Emor, the Torah describes the Kinyan of Yishus, Kinyan Kaspo. The Kinyan of Yishus is Erisin, Erisin. But later the Torah tells us, Kol Tohar Beveischa, Whoever is part of the bias of the Kohen, oh, so that Rashi writes is not Erisin, that is Nisuin. There's a great Chiddush that there is Sameach writes in Ophos Trumos, where when you look in Parshas Emor, the Torah is talking about Truma. When you look in Parshas Korach, the Torah is speaking about other Matnoskun as well, where Sameach writes based on Yerushalmi, that is a very, very great Chiddush, that after Erisin, you can eat Truma, but there are other Matnoskuna that require Nisuin, because that's based on Kol Tohar being part of the bias of the Kohen. There are many, many differences, but I'll tell you, all of this is Pashub Shah, in the very beginning of the Parsha, that there are three different examples the Torah gives us of Hafaras Nedarim. You're dealing with a Pnuya, you're dealing with a Nara Morasa, and, and then you're dealing with a Nisu. And I'll tell you the following Chiddush, that in all three of those cases, you know what the Torah tells us? That let's assume the Neder is broken, Vahashem Yislachla, Hashem Yislachla. The Torah writes that three times in every example, in every example, in Paraklamid, in Pasuk Vav, and then in Pasuk Tes, and then Pasuk Yigimel. No, three times the Torah writes, Hashem Yislachla. What exactly does it mean, Hashem Yislachla? You really mean to say a person makes a neder and they break the neder, so Hashem Yislachla, that's all that it is. You mean there is nothing more to it than Bidei Shamayim. So a very, very great Kiddush. Now, the Gemara describes in Kedushan Daf Peyalif and Nazar and Daf Chav Gimel that we're talking about the following case, that a neder was made, a neder was made, but guess what? The neder was subject to Hafar. But unbeknownst to the woman that she doesn't realize that the neder is no longer binding. <clears throat> and now she goes ahead and breaches that neder. From her perspective, the neder was binding, but in reality that wasn't true at all. <clears throat> the neder wasn't binding. The neder already somehow was subject to hafara. But from her perspective, there was a machshava sachet. There was an attempt. There was an attempt. She kind of looked out. It wasn't a real chait. The neder was paka. And all of a sudden here the Torah tells us, Vashem even the machshava sachet requires kapar. Requires kapar. That's something which is striking. <coughs> The Gemara tells us regarding Rabbi Akiva, no? Ki havi matva psuka havi bachi. And Rabbi Akiva, when they come to this pasuk, well, the Shabbos is Kriya Satora, you start crying in the middle of playing it, no? Uh, imagine that shuv and kapar is necessary for an attempt, from achshava sachet. 
a person attempts to do something wrong, but somehow it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. No, but nonetheless, Machshavas Hachet, Allah has come of Rabbi Kiva tells us if a person intends to perform a chait, and unfortunately he succeeds in doing so. Now in such a case, of course, imagine the kapara indeed, it is necessary. I'll tell you a technical question. That Vashem Yislachla is found three times. No? Vav Gimel. When Rabbi Kiva tells us the Skiddish of Machshava Sachet, guess what Pasuk he quotes? Yud Gimel. Yud Gimel. How do I know that? Because the Gemara quotes more of the Pasuk. Now, that, that's unusual. Now, Isha Hafeiram Vashem Yislachla. That's unusual. No, I would have quoted probably the first Pasuk. Now, there are three examples of Hafaras Nadar. Right? Tapnili and Arus and Nesua. So when the Gemara tells the Shiddish of Rabbi Akiva, it quotes the last Pasuk Yid Gimel. That's an interesting, interesting Ha'ara. That's not my Ha'ara. When you look in Nazir, and Avchav Gimel, and beside there's the Pirish Arash, the Pirish Arash points this out. Why does the Gemara quote Pasuk Yid Gimel? Why doesn't it quote the earlier Psukim? When the Rambam quotes it, in Perikid Beis of Al-Chasadarim, the Rambam quotes the first Pasuk. It's interesting, no? <clears throat> but the Gemara quotes the last Pasuk. Why indeed is that is that necessary? The Rush writes a fascinating, a fascinating Chiddush. Maybe there's a fundamental difference between the first two examples of Afar as opposed to the third. Why is it that a father has a right to be made for neder? Why is it that the husband has an exclusive right to be made for the neder? A father has a right to be made for the neder because a father has a certain veto power. After all, she's Bershus. And therefore, the father has a certain right to go into veto the neder. Okay, that's true. But what about when it comes to a bow? Why is it that the bow has a right to be made for that neder? There, the Gemara explains in the Dharma Dafayan Beis and Nida Daf Memvav that Rapinchas, Kol Hanoderes, Aldas Bailehinoderes. That's like a neder altnai. Neder altnai. Uh, in other words, the mindset is that. When a married woman is making a neder and realize the neder is regarding that which impacts on their relationship. Beino, beino, neder inui. Oh, so in such a case, Rapinachas tells us that kol hanoderes al das baile hanoderes. And if that only applies when it comes to afaras abal, and not when it comes to afaras av, that there is a fundamental difference. That when the av is made for the neder, so therefore the av has a right to go it and to override. You know, when it comes, for example, to the Hafaras Habal, this is what the Rush, I think, alludes to, there's a fundamental difference. You know, I go ahead and I purchase something conditionally. You make a Kenyan out tonight. And let's assume, for example, that tonight never comes to fruition. It never happens. You have a Kedushin, you have a Gerish, and you have a Kenyan, which is out tonight. And the tonight never happens. You know what I would have said? If there is any type of Chalos, which is out tonight, and there is no Kiyom Hatnai, you know what I would have said? It's absolutely nothing. It's zero. It's zero. <clears throat> Maybe if I go ahead and make it a neder, and there's an override, someone, yes, can be made for the neder, maybe one could argue that, you know what, there's still some substance to that neder. But in a case where a person performs something conditionally, al-tanai, <clears throat> and there is no kim ha you know what I would have said? I would have said that's absolutely nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Ooh, so the Pirish Arash writes, that's the Chiddush, of Rabbi Akiva inciting the last Pasuk. Wow. 
even in such a case, even in such a case, where it turns out it's not just simply that it was vetoed min but but rather it means that the neder really was completely paka. After all, kol hanoderes aldas baile hanoderes, and therefore there was no fulfillment of the condition. The husband never, never agreed. Even that, not only that, even that, is considered to be a case of Hashem Yislachla, that there's considered to be an element, an element of machshava sachet, machshava sachet. That's something I'll tell you, which I think is, uh, is striking, striking. Now that shuv is necessary not only for a chet, but shuv is necessary even for, even for machshava sachet as well. There's an incredible comment that Tulsa says, Kedushim daf lamedbeiz, the Gemara tells a story. Yeah, this, I think, I can tie into uh, what you're learning in the Seches Rosh Hashanah. But the Gemara tells you the following story that <clears throat> Rav Huna wanted to test the character of his son, of his son Rav. So Korah Shirai he took something that was valuable silks to his son, and he ripped it. He ripped it in the presence of his son. He wanted to see how he would react. What would kind of the intuitive reaction be? Uh, would he become angry? Would he not? The Gemara says something striking that how could Ravuna take such a chance? How could he take such a chance? After all, the Dilma Rosach, that maybe, yes, that Rabbi would have become angry. And if he would have become, what's wrong with that? Interesting, no? So the father, Ravuna, would violate an Isser. The father would be violating an Isser for baiting forbidding his child. You know, that's pretty incredible. Now, sometimes a parent can, you know, speak a little bit inappropriately to a child, and the child might respond, and the child, you know, all of a sudden the parent says, you know, chutzpah, how could you do that? A chutzpah for the child, leaf neiver for, for the parent. Now, that's the Gemara says, leaf neiver. And, and, and I'll tell you the following, you know, you can read the Gemara in two ways. Now, how could Rav have baited Rabbah? Because Dilma Rosach, maybe he would have become angry, I'll ask you the following interesting issue. Now it's not so so mafurish. The only raya son rishonim is maybe a, a pirushim mishnayus of Rambam and peregvav maseches shrumas. But that kind of like uh, let's assume I put a stumbling block in front of a blind person, and the blind person walks around it. He walks around it. I'm doing everything I can to try to get you to commit navera. Guess what? I'm not successful. You're, you're here in Kola. There's no way in the world you're going to do that. No? So in such a case, do I violate Lifneiver? Is there an Isser Lifneiver for Simas Mirshon? No? A guy puts a stone in front of a blind person. No? So he says, look, the guy didn't trip. Yeah, but you're going to turn to him and say, good, he didn't trip. But what in the world? How, how, how could you do such a thing? How could you do such a thing? Is the Isser one of Simas Mirshon? Placing the stumbling block? <clears throat> or maybe one could argue now. Leaf Neva requires an Avera. It requires an Avera. When the Avera is done, now to whom do we attribute the Avera? Oh, you know what? Let's take a step. Let's take a step back. No? You know what? There is some fault of the person who did the Avera, but you know what? The person who provoked the Avera, who facilitated the Avera, is not squeaky clean. No? He also bears the brunt of the Avera as well. But maybe Leaf Neva requires, requires an Avera. Now, that's an interesting issue, no? I, I will tell you those are two ways of reading the Gemara. Does it mean that Dilma Rasach, meaning if and only if, if Rabba would have become angry, then Rav Huna would have violated Leif Neiver, so how can you take such a chance? 
How could you take such a chance? There's a potential. Or can argue, what do you mean? No, Rabbah wouldn't have said a word. He didn't do anything inappropriate, but at least it was a simas mirshom. A simas mirshom. And, and you, you can't place a stumbling block in front of a blind person, <clears throat> regardless of whether he falls, he trips, or somehow he skirts the stumbling block. No? That's an important an important issue. Does Lifne Iver require, require an Avera? That's a machlok, is the chazanish or chaymoza. The Chazanish assumed that Lifne Iver requires an Avera. And that Gemara means that if indeed Rabbah would have said something inappropriate, oh, then, then Rav Huna would have Lifne Iver. Rav Chaymoza writes, no, he thinks this is one of Simas Mirshal. Simas Mirshal, placing the stumbling block in and of itself. When you look at that Rambam, Perkvav, Perish Mishnayis, Mesachesh Chumas, the Rambam writes, Im Avar, if there is an Avera, if there is an Avera. Maybe a small diuk, right, to support that Chiddush of the Chazanish that you need, that you need an Avera. It's an interesting, interesting possibility, interesting possibility. Well, I once discussed, you know, the classic case of Alif Neiver, that there's a Nazir on the other side of the riverbank, and wine is out of reach, but I go ahead and I toss him, toss him the bottle of wine. Rabbi Chaim Oza would argue that tossing the bottle of wine is leaf naive. Even if somehow he has the wherewithal not to drink, but what right do you have to tempt that person? And the Chazanish assumes that, no, that's not true. If indeed he drinks, then I connect the dots, and you know what? You, the provider, is going to violate the Navera, and Navera as well. You know, Mazen according to Chazanish. No, only if he drinks. If he drinks. Good? So maybe one could suggest the following. This is food for thought. When the Nazar drinks, what issue does he violate? No? We violate sister of a Nazar drinking wine. That's obvious. No? Certainly. But I'll tell you the following, Kiddush. That by drinking the wine, the Nazar violates an Isser of Lifneiver. Because by drinking the wine, he caused the provider to violate the Isser of Lifneiver. No? Is that, uh, can you have? No, leaf neighbor of a leaf neighbor. There are different days in Tosis, no? But maybe two Isuri, two Isurim in that case. But that's the Gemara's case. Kedush Nafalamid Beis. Dumarasach. And if he does so, a leaf neighbor Wow. So the Gemara says the following. No, 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 no. That, you know what? What are you afraid of? The Kibarava aim. The Kibarava aim. Hmm. So the Gemara says that now that Rafun was Mokharab. He was Mokharab. <coughs> Before he did this whole thing, you know, he, I'm going to be mocha, my son, if he does anything inappropriate. And keep it up, is nitan, nitan l'mechila. Okay, okay. So Tosus writes something unbelievable, no? That Tosus, Kedushin Nechom Abeyesam Adalaf. But did Rabbi know that Rafuna was mocha? If Rabbi knew he was mocha, maybe it's not such a test, but did Rabbi know that he was mocha then? So Tosus says, of course. He must have told this to Rabbah before. Because if Rabbah wouldn't have known that he was Mochahim, that would be, you ready for this bar? That would be Lifne'iver of Machshava Sachet, of Parshas Matos, Hashem Yislachon. That would be Lifne'iver of Machshava Sachet. Really, it wouldn't have been a breach of Kibravim because Rafuna was Mochahim. Yeah, but if Rabbah was unaware that that indeed was true and he would have just said a word that's inappropriate, so you know what? That would have been a lifneiver of machshava sachet. You imagine like such a, such a bar. You have to be concerned about lifneiver, I understand, but you have to be concerned not to cause lifneiver of 
Really, I caused someone to have a machshava of a chet. That's an Israel of That's really, really unusual. No, that's a Tosas and Kedushan. He assumes the halacha like that Chiddush of Tosas. Rishlomo Zaman gives a couple of examples. And one example he gives is the following. Let's assume, for example, a woman is home alone. And <clears throat> a repairman comes to the house, whatever it is, in order to do something. The woman knows it's not yichud. The woman knows it's not yichud. She knows that, what do you mean? The husband is upstairs in the room someplace. The husband is very, very close by, by the ear. The woman knows it's not a yichud problem. Yeah, but, but what about this repairman who walks in? This Jewish repairman who walks in? Is he aware? Is he aware? If he's not aware, he must be aware, No. Because that's reckless for him just to go into the house, and there's a potential issue of yichud. So Shlomo Zaman writes la She has to inform him that you know what my husband is in the next room, my husband is next door. Because if she doesn't inform him that's the case, that would be a lifni ever of machshava sachet. Shlomo Zaman writes. No, it's not the problem of yichud because he's there. Yeah, but if he doesn't know that it's there, there's a choser zehirus. He didn't do what he has to do. Oh, so that's the application of Hashem Yislachla. Well, so that's a pretty, pretty important and important measure. Now, that's Tosus' bar. It's something which is really, really incredible. That a person has to be so concerned about a lifneiver, I understand. Lifneiver of machshavas, machshavas achet as well. It's something that uh, is unusual. It's really incredible. You know, when you look in the very end of Sefer Bracious and Parshas Vayechi, <clears throat> There's a comment of the Rachaim where Yosef speaks to his brothers. The brothers, of course, are concerned because Yaakov, he knew, is Nifter. And maybe the only reason that Yosef Hatzadik didn't react to what his brothers tried to do is because, look, their father was alive. But now the Yaakov, he Nifter, maybe now this is an opportunity for Yosef really to punish his brothers for that which they did. So Yosef HaTzadik responds and says that, you know what, you have nothing to worry about now. After all, that it's true that that you attempted to do something that was very hurtful. Everything worked out. Everything worked out. So what exactly was Yosef saying to his brothers, no? What exactly was he saying? That your plan was foiled, that, you know, you tried to cause me harm, but Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't let it happen. Elohim chashav So the Orachayim writes on that pasuk, right, take a look at Bereshus, Perak Nun, Pasachav. The Orachayim writes, such a chiddish, that the zakai v'dinei shamayim. There's no culpability whatsoever. There's no culpability at all. Well, uh, what about the concept of a machshava sachet? Good, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Everything was letov. But really, that that's considered to be zakai bideni shamayim. What about the beginning of Parshas Matos? Well, the Torah tells us, Fashem Yislachlan. The Rachaim gives an unusual mashal. A person goes ahead and gives someone that which is poisonous, but the person doesn't drink. Oh, oh, so the zakai bideni shamayim. Is that, is that really true? It's a brief comment of the Rechaim, but take a look. It's uh, stunning, stunning. 
why indeed that should be true? What about the concept of Vashem Yislavko? Maybe this isn't <clears throat> the only answer, but I will tell you, an approach really is as follows. I, I think one of the important distinctions when it comes to mitzvahs is that there are certain mitzvahs, there are certain averos where, you know what the Torah is stressing? The act. The act of the mitzvah or the act of the avera. <clears throat> the maisah mitzvah. The maisah avera. One could envision a host of mitzvahs or averos where the opposite is true, where the opposite is the case. Where what the Torah is stressing is not just simply the act itself, but rather the effect, the impact, the, the totsah. Sometimes the Torah tells us to avoid this act, or sometimes the Torah tells us, you know what, avoid this result, this consequence, this totsah, this polyotzeh. Sometimes the Torah will tell me that a person should engage in this act, or sometimes the Torah will say, you know what, that a person should see to it that this result, this impact indeed occurs. Sometimes you have that where it is the act, the maisa, where that's the focus of the Torah, and sometimes it's something which is a totsah. It's an important, important concept. Marachor Zawur writes that that's the secret to shlichus. That's the secret to shlichus. If the Torah stresses the act, so therefore, what do you mean that someone else is going to do so on my behalf? If the Torah stresses the act of putting on tefillin, the act of sitting in sukkah, the act of eating matzah, so how can you invoke shlichus agency to have someone else do it on your behalf? But if there are cases where the Torah describes that which is a desired result, maybe you know what, that I can accomplish that result, you know, when you look in the sugyas of shlichus and kedushin daf mem aleph, what are the cases that the Gemara discusses of shlichus? Kedushin, Gerishin, Afrashish, Chumas, and Maisros. You know, in all those cases, it's not just the act. It's not just the act of Kedushin, but rather it's the fact that it's impactful. Now they're married. Now there's issues. The same thing when it comes to Gerishin. It's not just the act of taking Truma, but it's the impact, the Totsah of the Afrashish Truma. You have Truma and Maisro, you have Chulin Nesukonim. Maybe that's an important Kiddush, that sometimes the story stresses the and sometimes the Torah stresses the act in and of itself. I will tell you that maybe that could be relevant for <clears throat> two halves of, uh, of this aspect. One is the following, and maybe another, I would say, like is somewhat of almost the flip side, Sugi that you learned recently, Mitzvah Srichos Kavana and Mitzvah Saint Srichos Kavana. There seem to be certain cases where everyone would agree that Bidiyevit, not the Chachila, Bidiyevit, that Mitzvah Saint Srichos Kavana. Mitzvah Saint Srichos Kavana. There seem to be certain cases that indeed that's true. Even if there is no Kavana, that nonetheless. Right. Everyone agree, even though, what do you mean? This is Machlokis, Rabbi Yosef, Nechamin, Rabbi Yosef, Asterius and Rambam, Yusuf and Shulchan Arsimus, Samach, Tudeos, Machlokis, through and through. But how to pass when it comes to Mitzvah Srichos, Mitzvah and Srichos Kavana? But maybe there are certain cases where we would assume that, you know what, that even if there isn't, isn't Kavana. Nonetheless, one is considered to, to be Yosef, to be Yosef. I'll give you an example that 
when you look in the Sugya in Abarazar and Avchavzayin, the Gemara discusses bris mila. And Rabbi Yossi is clear that the mila is a mila kshere even without kavana. You know what's difficult? Because you know from the Sugya you learned that Rabbi Yossi is the one who maintains that mitzvah sirich is kavana. This is a kasha the Maloha Rome raises. How do you resolve a steer? In Riosi Shita, with the Mitzvah Srifos, Mitzvah Saint Srifos Kavana. I will tell you, I think that there's uh, maybe this answer. You know, all the cases that the Gemara describes when it comes to Mitzvah Srifos, Mitzvah Saint Srifos Kavana, are certainly cases where I would say the emphasis of the Torah is the act, is the act. The act of the Tkei Shofar, the Shmei Sakol, or the act of Achilas Matzah. What happens if you're dealing with cases where the Torah says that the impact, the effect, is because something which is critical? And that effect occurs. That effect occurs. But you know what? I didn't have the appropriate mindset that by doing so, I'm fulfilling the mitzvah session. Is it really, is it really irrelevant? There is a Ramban in Chulin, the Lamed Aleph, that writes, when it comes to Shrita, even if a person doesn't have Kavana, the Shrita is a Shrita Ksher. The Ramban writes that... <coughs> When it comes to tevila, a person who is tamay, who doesn't have in mind an element of a mitzvah of tevila, but obviously the tevila is considered to be impactful. And if you look carefully in that Ramban, it seems to be because when it comes to shkita, when it comes to tevila, it's not just the act, it's the effect, the effect. And therefore the Ramban writes, that's not the sugi mitzvah srichos, the mitzvahs in srichos kavana. I would tell you, I think that's the answer when it comes to brismila as well. When it comes to Bismillah, there's an act of Mila. That certainly is true. But the impact of Mila, it's incredible, no? That what do you mean? The child is Chosimbo's Briskodesh. He was an Aurel. He's no longer an Aurel. The Totsas Hamila is considered to be that which is absolutely, absolutely critical, no? That's always quoted in the name of the Urzaru in Simen Yir Aleph, no? The effect. The effect of Bismillah. No? The Dovra Melech was in Abes Amerchatz. And he felt so bad because, you know, he was detached from itzos. All of a sudden, the Gemara says, what do you mean? The Nizkab Milasa. Now, he, he realized, what do you mean? He's moho. He realized that he's moho. And, and that already, what do you mean he realized that he's moho? Moho when? Moho who? No? You know, don't you see, or Zeruah writes this, that there must be an ongoing status to being moho. Not, not just simply an act of Rismila. I, I often couple this because the Gemara writes, and so to the Dabra Melech was Nolad Moho. He didn't even have a regular brismila, no? But nonetheless, he was moho. He was moho. And that already is nisyashvadato. That is nisyashvadato. Mila is a classic example, which is ikr When you look in the first tshuva in Mincha Shlomo, Shlomo Zaman raises the following, like, suffix in one line. What would the halacha be of these sugyas of mitzvah srichas kavana when it comes to mitzvah ben adam lechaver? Mitzvah ben adam lechaver. Shlomo Zaman suggests, without full beer, he just writes this very briefly, that maybe when it comes to a mitzvah, which has been Adam Lechavero, everyone will agree that B'dyevet mitzvahs ain't srichos kavana. Ain't srichos kavana. Ideally, even when you fulfill a mitzvah, which is Adam Lechavero, a person should have in mind, you're doing so because of the Tzivi Hashem, Bikr Cholim, Nicham Avelim, Ames. But let's assume a person doesn't have that mindset. Doesn't have that mindset. You mean to say that the act was worthless? It was meaningless? The Bikr Cholim, the Nicham Avim, the Kfur Sameis, it's as though nothing happened. The Klechemda in the Hashmatos, the Parshas Kiseitze, writes that when it comes to Mitzos, Ben Adam Lechavero, Bidyevet Mitzos, Ein Srichos Kavanah. That Ha'ara, the Rishlom Azaman raises. 
the Klaychem, and then the Parshish Kisayitzay. I would tell you that's all because of this Lundus, that mitzvahs and Adam Lechavera are examples of that where it's not just the act of, but it's the effect, it's the impact, it's the totzah. And even if a person doesn't have the requisite kavana at the time of the act, I understand. So that's not ideal. But there I would tell you that nonetheless, nonetheless, that there is a kiyum. There is a kiyum. If it's a mitzvah, maybe one could argue that, that, uh, that that's true. It's an interesting, interesting possibility. Uh, I think there are many rayas to that. And maybe the flip side, I'll tell you, is the following. Maybe the flip side is Let's assume, for example, a person attempts to do something that's wrong, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You know, so maybe there's a fundamental difference. All the cases that the Gemara discusses of are cases where you're dealing with A person goes ahead and attempts to, but it doesn't happen. But the act, but the attempt, the attempt, the examples that the Gemara gives is the case of Nadarim, a person who reaches for something that really he thinks is not kosher, but it turns out to be kosher. No? But what about when you're dealing with something which is ben adam lechavero, and that end, that totzah, does not occur, does not occur? Maybe that's the chiddush of that orachayim, that there we don't even consider it to be emach shavasachet. Because when it comes to Anything that is ikro betotzah, the totzah, the totzah. So therefore, if it happens, that's a kim, and if it doesn't happen, technically, that's not considered to be an avera. Even though ideally, of course, a person should have the, the requisite, the requisite mindset. Maybe that's a possibility to resolve, right? The sugi of machshavasachet in light of that comment of uh, of Something to uh, to think about. If you uh, if you find this, I'd like to see it because. Uh, I was very excited. The Sefer came out near Tzitzel from Yisodos HaTzedakah. And I'm reading the top, and it says there, you know what, that when it comes to Tzedakah, even if a person right, uh, ends up giving stuff with the wrong mindset, he's Yotzi, because Ikrav a whole, uh, you know, but, uh, because Tzedakah obviously is impactful. It's not the act of giving, but it's the impact, impact of. And like this, all yourselves, I felt very good that, uh, that about this Kiddush, that I once uh, thought one could suggest, and Shavasachet, and Mitzvah Kavana would be dependent on this on this distinction. Then I had a little bit of a Chalisha Sadas, because I looked in the in the footnote, and Machabra, uh, I don't know, he quoted he quoted me as saying, uh, saying this. So, okay, you know, but, uh, so if you'd come up with something else, I'd, uh, you know, that'd be very, very good. We don't want to come up with anything new. We, we want to you know, see that this is something that is tried and true, and this is, you know, in, in today's world, you know, you're working on a patent, and you see that's already registered, you feel bad. Now, in learning, you come up with something that's, that you feel great. Now, that's what you want to do, no? Uh, with Roshonim, don't ask a question. I would suggest don't spend so much time answering the question. Spend time why it is that Roshonim are not bothered by your question, no? We're, we're trying to, like, rediscover, and that's something to... Uh, to see to it that we can tap in with some creativity. We can put together things in a creative way, but the Amito Shotor is, uh, is something that far transcends at anything, anything that we do. So maybe that's the difference in terms of that possibility. No. I, I'll tell you that, you know, that Gemara that I mentioned about Rabbi Akiva, that that Rabbi Akiva would cry, we came to the Pasuk, Hashem Yislochla. Tshuva, kapar is necessary even for 
even for machshavas, machshavas hachet. You know, I remember Vasha Weiss once commenting that this is a little bit out of character for Rabbi Akiva. No, we're always used to Rabbi Akiva's response in a very different, in a very different way. No, you know the sugin Marcos Tafchov Dalit. No, that's kind of famous. No, because Marcos is a small masechet. <laughs> so, okay, so every other seem. No, so okay, so Hayy Rabbi Akiva Metzachek. No, the Churban Abayis. Rabbi Akiva Metzachek. But there is a Gemara Sanhedrin Daf Kufiud that Rabbi Kiva went together with the Gdoli Tanayim to Mavakar Chola, Rabbi Loza, and Rabbi Loza was suffering terribly. And the Gemara says, Why Rabbi Kiva Matzachek? Uh, somehow, he, that was his response, almost like laughter, laughter. Uh, laughter because he realized that, yes, that any measure of Yisurim, Rabbi Loza experiencing here, and the schar that's gone in the is infinite, infinite. Why Rabbi Kiva Matzachek? There is Yerushalmi, Yerushalmi Svanah Brachos, Perektes, where Yerushalmi writes this the moment that Rabbi Akiva was put to death. That we know Rabbi Akiva said Kriyashma, no? He was this one of the Sarugamachos. Right? Kriyashma. Yerushalmi adds one word, Vegochach. Vegochach. Vegochach means Mitzachik. Mitzachik. So that's really unusual, no? That in those three instances, you know, it, it seems to be like the drama on the Barula Shaolam, Churban Habayis, and a person is deathly ill, and a person is being lost in Efesh, that you respond with skulk, you know, with laughter. And, and, and you come across Parshas Matos, all of a sudden Rabbi Kiva is crying. You know, we don't follow any models of Rabbi Kiva, no? You kind of look around, uh, tomorrow's Kriya Satar, see who cries when you get the Rosh and see how people respond to sickness and korban and ultimus nefesh. You know, that's something that is replete with, with crying with tears. And Rabbi Akiva was exactly, exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. Something which is uh, kind of stunning, no? I, I would just tell you following, I think the answer is clear. The answer is clear. You know, there's certain things in life a person experiences. So the Gemara calls them brachos and dafiyud kavshi derachmanach. Kavshi derachmanach. This is the Gzair of HaKadosh Baruch. This is the Gzair of Hashem. And that's exactly what Rabbi Kiva tells us in Brachos and Samach that Kol Ma Dabar Rachmana L'Tavav. Everything that HaKadosh Baruch does is for the good. That does that mean that we can understand in real time why something occurs? Of course not, of course not. How presumptuous to think that we in real time can somehow uh, understand Hashkachas Hashem. Sometimes, retrospectively, we can understand why indeed, why indeed that's true. You know, you're crushed because you didn't get into the Ivy League school, you know, and, and the mamish, it's a terrible, terrible tsar, it's hard to console you. You know, so never you end up uh, coming to YU, coming to us, whatever, okay. <laughs> okay, and you, you turn into an amazing, amazing bentar, no? You know what? It's so obvious. To me, it's obvious at the time, no? Uh, for some people, it's obvious a few years later. No, it's like, what, what, what would have happened had I had I not gone on this track? Not gone on this track? No, like how, how you you think that in real time you can? Of course not. So that, that's the lesson of Yekiva. There's certain things that are kavshi derachmana. Those are times for emuna and bitacham. That's clear. That's clear. No. Okay. But that can't be the response when it comes to not hashkochas Hashem. When it comes to personal accountability, personal accountability, a, a person falls short of the mark. A person's not quite learning 
the way he should. So what are you going to say? You know, it's okay. There's always tomorrow. You know, when it comes to personal accountability, you know, there the response can't be that but don't worry. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is not fine. When, when it comes to that which is about you, you have to invest. When it comes to the brother Hashkoch Hashem, that's when you embrace Emunah and Bitochem. So if it's personal Mesiris Nefesh, or even the sickness of Rabbi Loza, or the Chur Banabais, that's the confidence of Hai Rabbi Kiva Metzachik. That's Emunah, that's Bitochem. We're a step closer. This is Yishal to Degula. Hashem Yislochel is not about Hashkoch Hashem. Hashem Yislochel means that, you know, maybe I, I fall short. Not only in Avera, but maybe a machshavas achet, or maybe tosos, a lifni either of machshavas achet. That's about me. And, and there, habimotah And so often we have the opposite. When it comes to our excuses, we're very, you know, dismissive. You know, not so bad. You know, so I was at Minyan, you know, most of the week. You know, I was on time most of the... No, no, that, that's when a person has to be as focused, as serious as he possibly, possibly can. You know? When it comes to Ashkoch Hashem, yeah, that's uh, that's the mid of Rabbi Akiva. I'll tell you something striking. There's also about Rabbi Akiva. There's uh, a Tosus and Ksulis, right? Some of Gimel Aleph, the top Tosus. Take a look at it, right? The top Tosus, some of Gimel Aleph, Dermaskadaita. Tosus writes the following. Now, something you all know, but, but Tosus, you all know. Y- you know Rabbi Akiva with Rachel Ashes Rabbi Akiva, and the Shver, his name was. Kalba Savua, well, incredible, incredible wealth. The Gemara Gittin Kamtsebar Kamta describes the wealth of a Kalba Savua. His daughter went ahead and married Rabbi Akiva. They married Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was like nothing at that time. Nothing at that time. So, so what did the father do? So Adre Nichsei, he said that all of my property is off limits. A neder, a neder. A neder was made, forbidding everything. And the Gemara describes the poverty you know, of Rabbi Akiva's household. Rabbi Kiva's house. And all of a sudden, you know, the Gemara, 12 years, 24 years, now Rabbi Kiva returns with 24,000 Talmidim. And Kalba comes because he sees that the Gadolador is there in order to see that is there a possibility of a Hataras Nadar for the Nadar that indeed he made. So Rabbi Kiva says that, you know, that if, if you would have realized that the person you objected to in marriage would become an Adam Gadol. Would you have made such a neder? Now, so of course, Kabbalah says, absolutely not that. My intention was, in his sense, L'shem Shamayim, that, you know, that, that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. So therefore, he was a matter of the neder. He was a matter of the neder. And that was it. So, so take a look at the Tosas. Now, it's unbelievable, right? That top Tosas. Where is it? Subis? Okay. So I'm going to give the top Tosas. No? Tosa says, what do you mean? It's against a Mishnah. It's against a Mishnah, Tosa says. The Dharm Daf Samach Dalit. Rabbi Eliezer says, Poschim Benolad. But the Chachamim Osrim. A person goes and makes a net. You know how Hafara works? We describe it as like a veto power. But when it comes to Hatar Sadama Bechacham, it's not a veto power, no? There's a Pesach, there's Charata. You know what it means? That the nether becomes a nether, which is a toes. When you made that nether, your mindset was this, but in reality it was that. No? 
That's necessary when it comes to Hatara, a Pesach, Harata. What about the following? Something happens years later. So the Chacham say, that can't be a Pesach. How can that be a Pesach? The Mishnah gives an example. No? I say, I'm not going to have any benefit from this person. And guess what? All of a sudden, he trained himself and he became the Sofer. That that's the case. Right? In the Mishnah. And all of a sudden, I need him. Oh, if I would have known that he would become a Sofer, I never would have made such a nether. Chacham say, that's not good. A, a, a Pesach has to be that which is true at the time of the nether. At the time of the nether. So, what in the world, huh? So Rabbi Akiva, like, invested himself for two and a half decades, and, and he became, he became the Godot, and, and, and that's the basis of a Pesach. That's the basis of a Pesach. That's Tosus Kasha, no? The Chachamim Osrim, Ain Pokesim Benola. You can't do so. That's Tosus Kasha. That's Tosus Kasha. Well, that's unusual, no? There goes the whole story of uh, Rabbi Akiva, no? So you know what Tosus answers? It's like unbelievable. Tosus says, why, why is that called Nola? It's unbelievable, no? Why is that called Nola? It's not Nola. Right? The Derev HaHochen Lamod. Nasa Adam Kadav. That's not Nola. That's unbelievable. It means that to be a sofer, that's called nola. To become Tosa says a gogo, that's not called nola. That you have the capacity to do. That you do not have the capacity to do. That's not called posthum nola. It, it means that you know you have to focus. It means you have to have a certain, a certain mindset. But Tosa says that derecha hochim lamod nasadongano. It also says that no, that that's normal. That that's not something which is a fantasy. That's an absolute reality. That's an absolute reality. No, if you go to learn and, and you don't become an Adam Gadol, guess what? It's against Tosis. No, I can't do that. No, it's against the Tosis. Oh my God, Tosis says that you have the capacity to do that. Okay, the very is yeah, but you have the capacity to do that. The halacha that's not considered to be no lud. That's not no lud. You know, you learn Maseches Beitza, not Dab Beis, Dab There are different types of no lud, no lud gomor, no lud That's not even a no lud. It's no gomor. No, that's it's not no lud. That's that's the capacity that Kadosh Baruch gave you. That's the gemara need and and that you have this ability to be able to do so. Did you have to channel and you have to invest? Well, of course, of course. You have to be concerned about chet and machshavas hachet and lifnei machshavas hachet. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you have to see to it that mispalo for incredible siyata deshmaya and esek bator? Hundred percent. Without that, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But the flip side is that needed afayin that if you're mishtadel and you're mispalo, that's not called nola. That's not called nola. Right, that's a mitzvah. That's the reality. This isn't some type of a pipe dream, but this is something that is absolutely, absolutely real. So that's a little frightening. Know that you know each one of us has that has that capacity. It's not about somebody else. No, it's about what we what we can do. What we can do. 
But it means, of course, when it comes to Hashem Yislachva, that personal accountability that you have to harness your kochos, you have to really invest, you have to take Avodas Hashem as serious, as serious as you possibly as you possibly can, and you have to mispalo tokadosh baruch for seyata uh, deshmei. See, even though that Hatorah and Hafaras Adarim is a pretty technical, technical parsha, I think that they're like incredible, incredible yesodos that indeed, indeed could uh, could emerge. You have time for one more, uh, one more yesod? Yeah. I'll tell you this, and I think it's something which is. Uh, when I saw this medrash, it kind of changed the way that I experienced Yom Kippur. Because, you know, like, you go to Shokol every night, and, uh, okay, you know, you know, imagine someone walks into Shul, and, you know, he, he's there for Kol Nidre, and he sees that this is, like, absolutely majestic. Absolutely majestic, no? This is something that's holy. And, and the person turns to you and says, you know, I, I'm not so proficient in, in Hebrew, I, I don't know, certainly not in Aramaic. I, I don't know what those words are, you know, the konidre, you know? It must be, you know, something that's uh, incredible. So can you tell me what this is about? And, and, and what are you going to answer the guy, you know? You better give him the right answer. You know? What are you going to say to this person? No, he's inspired. You're going to say, well, you know what? This is like, yeah, this is hataras nadarim, you know? In, in, in case a person, you know, uh, made an oath, or any type of vow, you know, it's an opportunity to go in to, to nullify this. Uh, and a guy says, like, that's interesting. Now, I, uh, this is my second time in Shul. The first time I was in Shul was right before Rosh Hashanah, and I saw people also doing, like, a Hataras Nadarim. You know, like, why? Like, that's what it is. That's what Kalnidri is, like a technical Hataras Nadarim. You know, Yonasugi is Nadarim. It's not even so clear that this could work as Hataras Nadarim. You know, Rabbeinu Sham and Duran, and, you know, that's what it is. Like, there must be something about you know, Konidre and Ataris Nadarim that's just mind-boggling. There must be something which is mind-boggling. So I want you to take a look at, uh, at the Medrash, okay? So this is also a little bit of homework. Good? So take a look at the Medrash Rabbah, Parshish Kisisa, okay? Mem Gimel Yudalit. Got it? Mem Gimel Yudalit. Okay? You, you all wrote it down? No? Mem Gimel Yudalit. I can stop here? Is that the So the Medrash writes something that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Medrash says the following. That B'nai Yisrael committed such a grievous hate. The hate Ega. And Moshe Rabbeinu attempts to secure Kapara. And Moshe Rabbeinu beseeches HaKadosh Baruch for Kapara. And guess what? That uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that this is not an option. This is not an option. Why? Because Kvar Nishbati. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Kav Yachal, I made a Shvua. Zoveach, Delohim Yochram, Bilti Lashem Levada. I made a Shvua. I made a Shvua. That whoever, Zovet of Azara, they're going to be destroyed. So my hands, Kav Yachal, are tied. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, there's no way that I can somehow maneuver in order to see to it that Knesset Yisrael is spared. Wow. See what Moshe Rabbeinu says? Unbelievable. But take a look at the Medrash, no? Moshe Rabbeinu says, but you taught me, 
you talk to me, Parshas Matas. What is my answer? And Parshas Matas begins with Hatares Nadarim. Hatares Nadarim. Lo yachal devaro, aval acherim ochlino. A person makes a neder, you're right, that he can't somehow just ignore the neder. But there are others, there are others who go and do so. You taught me that there is a way out. There's Hataras Nedarim. So, Moshe Rabbeinu says that, you know what? I am going to be Matthew the Neder. That you are Kaddish Baruch Hu made. Zoveach, Elohim Yofram, built Hashem Levad. What? It's unbelievable. You know what the Pesach says? Moshe Rabbeinu is on Har Sinai. The Eshev Bahar. Now the Medr says, Moshe Rabbeinu sat. No. <laughs> He's there at the Kaddish Baruch. Moshe Rabbeinu sits, sits. That's the Medrash. Of course he sits. Now, the Dayan is B'yeshiva. The Baldin is Ba'amida. That's the Medrash writes. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu had to sit. The Kviyas of a Dayan. To imat to the Nedr of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So Moshe Rabbeinu says to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Tohisa, do you have Charata? If you would know that, you know, B'nai Yisrael is not perfect. You know, that they stray, they stray. You would have said such a thing. No? So Kaddish Baruch responds and says that you're right. And Hainu Dixiv, and that's the Pasuk, Vayinacham Hashem Al HaRasher Dibel HaSasnei. That's the Pasuk says. No? Well, very unbelievable. No? And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu says, Mutalach. The Neder is Paka. And the Medrash concludes something is stunning. That's why that Moshe Rabbeinu was referred to as Ish Ha'alokim. That just as an Ish Baal has a Sfusafara, the very beginning of Parshas Matas, so Af Moshe Rabbeinu Hitir Nidreyotz. Huh? And that is the basis of the Mechil of Chal Yisra. That's pretty unbelievable, no? So that I would tell you. That's called Nidreyotz. That's called it. It's not just simply that, you know, person made a personal nedr, and therefore, you know, let's see, we go into a day of kapara, absolved of a nedr that we make. That certainly is true. That certainly is true. But there's something unbelievably majestic of this parsha of hafaras nedarim and hataras nedarim, and that's even relevant to the personal and collective plight of Genesis Yisrael. So take a look at that, Tosos. No? Okay, Samach, give him an aleph, no? Uh, that it's not known to be a God of Israel. And take a look at the Medrash that realized that, you know, Kaddish Baruch Hu is there, right? Awaiting every effort, every opportunity that we make. And during this difficult, difficult time, difficult time for the world, for Knesset Yisrael, the Ben Amtsarim, to misspell it to Kaddish Baruch Hu, for Sihat HaDishma.